Welcome to Rock and Ice's My Epic Podcast, presented by Outdoor Research. I'm Daniel Tachik. As you already know, Outdoor Research has been at the forefront of mountain equipment innovation since 1981. Their products have shown them to be committed to improving the climber and alpinist's experience with awesome gear, from jackets to gaiters to bivy sacks. It's not about summits for OR. It's not about finish lines or sends. It's the journey. So if you've got a journey in the near future, check them out. You will not regret it. We're psyched to be partnering with Outdoor Research for these podcasts. Our goal is to bring to life the most unbelievable epics we've published throughout the years. We all love them. They're some of the best stories in print. In today's episode, Heartstopper and Potrero, we hear the story of the late magic Ed Wright's medical emergency while climbing a 600-foot wall. All right, let's hear his story. Looking back, I knew I should have paid more attention to something that happened about a week before. Bob Allman and I, uh, we were both in El Potrero Chico for the winter, had walked up to the ripped wall to climb the fantabulous stroke in the bishop. Its approach is pretty steep, but only about 20 minutes. So I was actually surprised to arrive at the base, like struggling to breathe and my heart pounding. After some rest, I calmed down and Bob tricked me into leading the 5.11c pitch while he grabbed the initial 5.9. So a week later, Bob and I find ourselves at the base of Diablo's Path, which is a six-pitch Kurt Smith route, taking a long, leftward-rising traverse on the super-steep 600-foot outrage wall. Multi-pitch routes at El Potrero Chico uh, near Monterey, Mexico and a premier destination for big wall sport climbing, they're not just simply sport climbing. They're actually pretty long, bolted routes on big, serious rock. They're committing. So this time, I made sure to take the first 5.9 pitch. Bob led the next two, which go to 5.11c and 5.11b, and I would get the mud ball pitch, which features a 5.10b roof. The first three pitches featured good climbing on steep rock and big holds. The fourth pitch started up overhanging blocks, which led to a smooth, exposed wall splattered with what appeared to be bits of flung mud, but actually served as these tiny, small, crimpy holds. It was at this section I started to feel dizzy. Like, whoa, I I didn't know if I was getting vertigo because of the aspect, which was a straight-down look at you know, 300 plus feet with hillsides dropping off below. Whatever it was, I struggled to the roof and grabbed the obvious holds, but wasn't actually able to pull through. Like what? After three or four attempts, I was finally able to pull the move, but I was dizzier than ever. At this point, pain was beginning in my left arm and shoulder, and I was having a really hard time breathing. 40 feet to go to the anchors and Basically, every single step was a fight. So I stumbled onto the ledge and yelled, Off belay! And kind of just took a second to take stock of the situation. 
I was having a heart attack, and because of the length, the steepness, and traversing nature of the pitch, I couldn't simply just be lowered. Bob would have to come all the way up before we could figure out how to get off. So I began pulling up the rope, but after about 20 feet, I couldn't hang on, and it fell away. I felt almost as if I was in a tunnel, and the light at the end of it was slowly but surely growing dimmer. No, I screamed, and I began gulping huge mouthfuls of air. This actually helped a little bit, and I was able to try twice to pull up the rope, but both times I dropped it. Finally, my condition sort of seemed to stabilize, and I was able to haul the rope up and get Bob on belay. And so when he appeared over the roof, I told him what was happening. I've never seen anyone climb 40 feet so fast. I must say, if you're ever having a heart attack high on an overhanging wall, be sure to have Bob Allman with you. He remained super cool, calm, and collected, and just sprang into action. We saw some of the San Antonio crew coming up the trail below, and Bob called to them and explained what was going on. One person in the group immediately started sprinting down the trail for a vehicle, and the others kind of scanned the wall and pointed out that if we could just get back down to the fourth pitch we should be able to rappel down from there. So Bob quickly got us set up and started lowering me. I had to back clip into each bolt, or I would actually soon be hanging 20 feet out from the rock. When I clipped a quick draw into the first bolt that I got to, I pulled myself to the right and clipped the rope into the draw. At this point, I'd managed to remain fairly calm, but it, I started to panic. When I tried to let go of the draw, my hand wouldn't respond. Like, great, now I was having a stroke. I had to reach over, pry my fingers open, place another draw on my right hand, and close my fingers over the draw with my left. Fortunately, my arm worked to pull myself over to clip the rope each time, but my hand just continued to refuse to respond. I eventually reached the third pitch belay, and from there I waited for Bob, who arrived in record time. Uh, he reeled the rope in and set up to lower me to the ground. When I finally reached the ground, our three friends tried to carry me, but the trail was just too steep, rocky, and narrow. What actually worked best for me was to just walk with all three of them holding me up by my harness. At the bottom of the canyon, a truck was already there waiting to take me to a small clinic in Hidalgo. When we got there, the doctor on duty just took one look at me and called for the Hidalgo ambulance to take me to the hospital in Monterey. The ambulance, which was really just a converted VW bus, it arrived pretty quickly, but before we could actually get on the road, the driver had to stop at City Hall to get a voucher for gasoline and then stop at Pemex for some fuel. After that, he wove in and out of traffic, siren wailing and horn blasting the entire 30 miles to Monterey. Monterey seems like it has some fine hospitals, but when you have very little money and no insurance, you'll probably end up at the University Hospital, also known as the People's Hospital. The emergency room there was a complete horror show. Crowded and dirty, with used syringes lying on the windowsills. There was a dead guy laying next to me, and people throwing up all over the place. But the staff rushed me into a room while my wife, Tammy, who was new to Mexico and didn't speak a lick of Spanish, dealt with the admitting procedures. The staff insisted that I take an HIV test. I mean, after all, I was a skinny, long-haired gringo with cuts and bruises all over my arms and legs. 
one of the doctors came up to me and just said, man, if you have any money, you should get yourself into a better hospital. A few hours went by, and the HIV test came in negative, which I always wondered about. Uh, Not because of risky behavior, but because I'd had numerous transfusions when I had cancer years before. After that, I was moved into intensive care. And intensive care was a completely different world. It was brand new, shiny, state-of-the-art. I ended up spending three days there and learned that I was so fortunate and my condition could be treated with medication and without having to do any kind of surgery. On the fourth day I was there, I was switched to a dorm room with eight beds and spent the next week there. The cardiologist was really great, and he made me take a treadmill test before he eventually released me. After all this, Tammy and I drove up to Austin to get me checked out by a top heart surgeon, just to make sure things were all right. He had me describe everything that occurred in the hospital in Mexico, and then told me they did everything according to the latest protocols. And to top it off, after I spent 10 days in the hospital, including three in intensive care, the whole bill came to only $600. And yeah, I continue to climb. I just no longer travel to cliffs more than a couple of hours from a good hospital. And since my heart attack 20 years ago, I've bolted more than 85 routes in the Potrero. Most are long multi-pitch lines. On August 5th, 2015, the prolific new router and part-time resident of Potrero Chico, Mexico, Magic Ed Wright passed away in Wisconsin. He was 66 years old and we miss him dearly. I'd like to thank Noisy Waters for the music. And thanks for listening. And again, thanks to Outdoor Research for helping us bring these stories to life. Be sure to check out the next in our series, When a Rescue Needed a Rescue.